Well, hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Road to Indie Insider. My name is Rob Howden. This is episode 38 of my podcast. Uh, those of you who follow along with the Road to Indie presented by Cooper Tires know that we have something new coming for 2022, and that's the edition of the USF Juniors program. We'll be using the Ligier F4 car, and essentially this is a development program for those drivers hoping to get in to USF 2000, 2023, and beyond. Of course, a brand new race car coming as well for 2023 for USF Juniors, a new Tadis that's very similar to the USF car uh, of the drivers that are in the road to Indy. This is going to be an exciting year for sure. We actually have spring training coming for the USF Juniors. That'll be next week on Tuesday at Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, and then we are actually are back there in late April as well. Before that, getting started at the new track at Ozarks. Uh, so I'm kind of working my way through some of these drivers in USF Juniors. We talked to Noah Ping a couple of months ago. It's been busy time, so I haven't been able to get back to it. But we're here again. It is March the 16th. What is it? Uh, Wednesday. We're already past daylight savings time. That changed. So I'm feeling better with the uh, with the time. I've been able to get some sleep in. Joining me today, 16 years of age, uh, Jason Pribble from uh, Glenview, Illinois. Uh, Jason, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being with me here on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jason, of course, if you're one of the drive people who watched our Road to Indy uh, iRacing E-Series brought to you by TireRack.com, was kind of a star in that deal. It was pretty quick, and we had our Invitational at Worldwide Technology Raceway. He had some great battles. We'll get into that later, but battles with uh, the big guys up front like R.C. Enerson and uh, Sage Karam, uh, James Davison, and Connor Daly. It's some fun racing up front there. This year, Jason, you are going to be driving in the USF Juniors program with IGY Motorsports, uh, Brandon Graham's new program. Uh, first and foremost, I obviously want to get started. You're 16 years of age, and you have a little bit of a different career than many of the young drivers that we've seen who have come into the road to Indy, uh, the Kyle Kirkwoods, the Oliver Askews, whatever it may be. You see them driving in series like the Supercarts USA Pro Tour or the United States Pro Kart Series or some of the Rock Cup events or European drivers running in WSK. Uh, you came up in a, in, a, in a different angle. Instead of going, you, know, you did some sprint kart racing and you still do some sprint kart racing, which is the smaller, shorter karting tracks. But you're a guy that's coming from the road race circuits. It's called enduro karting, for those of you who don't know. And they, uh, it's kart racing, but on the big same tracks. The IndyCar would run on sports car, SSCCA, the Mid Ohio's, the Blackhawk Farms, Groton Raceway, Pittsburgh International. Uh, you've even run on the Roval at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Let's uh, before we dive into what you've been doing the last couple of years. You started back, I think, in 2013 or something like that. You've been doing it for quite a while. Uh, talk about running enduro karting. You do both sprint karting as well. It's much different. I've done it one time at Mid Ohio. I loved it, but that enduro karting. It's such a different deal. It's a different discipline, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been doing enduro racing since I've started karting. Uh, at seven years old, it was my first race at Worldwide Technology Center. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, something about uh, road racing that definitely sets the um, the aspect apart is from a very early age, and especially from just a very early um, introduction to the form of racing you get a lot of that um, race craft that's just so important in racing altogether i mean you see hand signals in a lot of sports car racing you see hand signals in you know even like higher up road to indie series and things like that and that's something that we always work on um you know communication is such a huge thing in that form 
Well, you know what? And let me add this again, educating our, our listenership here a little bit about what enduro racing is. Now, enduro comes, of course, from endurance. So, whereas a sprint karting event like the Supercarts USA Super National, some of the big show the karting events you may have seen on TV, uh, little races are were have always been intended to be a bit longer. Where in a sprint race, you're doing 20 laps, you could be on the track for 15 to 20 minutes. You guys are running 30 minute races. Some of the categories run 45 minute races, and it's not that short really kind of where well, you're going back and forth on, on a tighter racetrack, you're running a big track. You're in a cart. There's lots more room. And as you said, there's hand signals. It's a lot of strategy out there. Cause one of the other things is it's multi-class racing as well. It's not just you in whatever cart you're in. If you're in a four cycle Briggs, you could have some guy blowing by you in, you know, in a, in a 40, 50, 60 horsepower super cart or, you know, a twin, you really have to be smart. It's a lot of strategy uh, played in, in road racing. Is there not? Yeah, um, strategy, you know, one of the things that I've heard uh, plenty times in road racing altogether, especially since I come from the Briggs, you know, the four stroke animal sprint laydown area, um, you get this, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, so one of the things, especially with like 30 minute races, uh, you want to stay in the race as much as possible, draft is super important. And um, when it comes to strategy, a lot of it is like the older uh, NASCAR races, you know, even stuff nowadays like Daytona, you have a lot of nose to tail racing. Carts are pushing each other the entire length of the track, yeah. especially when it's all open like that. And don't lose the draft. Oh, absolutely not. Because once, <laughs> once you lose the draft, you're done. But if, uh, if, I mean, if you can manage to catch back up, that's one of the nice things about uh, mixed class racing is if you find another cart like a tag or something you can hitch behind him for a straightaway and catch up to people but um (laughs) yeah especially with 30 minute races you're spending the whole time kind of analyzing how everyone else is driving and uh you apply that to probably the last two laps and you figure out your way i mean there's been races where i've you know second or the when we get the late white flag i'm in seventh and at the final corner i'm in first yeah It's amazing, isn't it? It's just, and it's such a different discipline. And and we'll talk about how you made your transition into car racing. Let's talk about how that transition may have been different than some of the other kids, you know, who ran whatever sprint karting, they get into a car and it's such, it's, it's, it's a longer braking zone. Everything's different, right? You've been on some of these racetracks. The first car race you ever ran was in an FRP F1600 car at Pittsburgh International Raceway uh, in Pennsylvania. You'd been there before the week before in a cart. So how was the transition for you getting into a car for the first time, having driven these racetracks before, and I know it's all visual you know, that as well, but it's a different approach, right? It's not that, that grind and stab the brake and roll on the throttle. It's a lot different of an approach to getting to being fast. Yeah. Um, one of the main things that we wanted to focus on when I was getting like that transition from carts to cars, uh, it's focusing on learning how to drive the car because you know, a lot of people know how to drive carts because they come from carts and a lot of people know how to drive certain tracks, but when people aren't road racing and they're not spending these time, all this time on various road tracks, you don't get that opportunity to already know the track. So we always went to tracks that I knew when we were driving a new car for the first time. Uh, when I ran the first time in the Lucas Oil Race School, I went to Mid Ohio, which I had spent probably three, four years on before then. Nice. My first FRP race, I had spent probably three weekends there as well. Um, and so one of our things is just we always make sure that I'm there to learn the car. Uh, is say you know it's it's the most efficient way, 
and uh, it's the fastest way. Yeah, it accelerates your learning curve for sure. No doubt about that. So again, folks, talking right now with uh, Jason Pribble, who will run this year in USF Juniors for IGY Motorsports uh, in the the Tatus. Looking forward to getting underway at spring training, as we said, uh, in generally just under a week's time. Tuesday, they'll be on the racetrack. Uh, Jason, let's talk about that transition, right? You come out of karting. Uh, you do the Lucas Oil School. You did the, your school at Mid Ohio. You do a lapping, you know, the lapping day uh, at Autobahn. Then you jump into your first race in the F sixteen hundred car. Who did you race with? What chassis were you on? What car were you on? And and how did things go in that very first racing event? Just that car racing event, that debut. Yeah. Um, so it's no secret to a lot of people in the U.S. that the F sixteen hundred series with FRP is incredibly competitive. Yeah, it is. Um, and so that was definitely one of the things. I mean, we've seen a lot of USF two, like current USF two thousand drivers racing in that series. And uh, when we're, although there's a lot of racecraft that comes with racing in carts, it's always going to be different in cars. And um, so getting the opportunity to race in something that has a lot of um a lot of drivers a lot of different varying uh skill levels and just varying driving styles is something that's uh we were able to run well with we ran with uh rice race group uh and Greg rice. We, yep. yeah they, they they have a great program with their miguel honda uh, miguel chassis honda engine uh with quick quicksilver engines is what they were running uh it was a great program and they helped us out a lot. We ended up getting a second place in class on the final race of the That's amazing. Yeah. Because because <laughs> was... you know what? There's obviously a lot of guys that run the full season there. You know, we've talked about Simon Sykes being there before. Uh, a lot of really tremendous drivers, Max Esterson, who's, who's gone over to run in Europe. Uh, but the, the cool thing I love about the FRP program is you're raced against some of the super veteran guys that have around, been around forever, right? The Bob Peronas, the Joe Colasacos, the uh, Scott Rubenzers. It's the guys that are legends at F1600. And they know how to, you know, they're, they're not taking you out, but they are going to drive you so hard into every corner. Did you feel that in that one race you did? Oh, absolutely. When we were running uh, in that last race, I was, um, I was running with them a good bit and man, they were getting really, really close to me. It wasn't something <laughs> I was particularly comfortable with just yet, but no, no. Uh, I can't lie. They helped me out getting used to it pretty quickly. <laughs> So in 2021 last year, as I said, you, you ran the race of the FRP. You, you, you've done your your karting, right? You run the championship enduro series. It's one of the series that you run. That's kind of a Midwest-based road racing series. The Dark Clark Club is the big tr- big club that runs the, the karting event, the annual karting event at Mid-Ohio. I want to say last year, there was almost a th- if it was there a thousand entries. I think last uh, year, I think it was like nine hundred fifty. Right, we crazy. can round up to that if we want. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but not only that, you did kind of make a full transition. You raced in the in, in the SCCA in the Formula Enterprises two category. How did you do? I know you got tenth at the runoffs, which is amazing. How did you do overall? What what, what is there? Did you run the majors? Is there a division you ran in primarily? Yeah, so we focused on the Northern Majors division. Um, it was, uh, a lot of just Midwestern and a little bit of, uh, Northeast tracks as well. There were yep. Brainerd, Blackhawk, uh, Gingerman, Grattan, uh, and a couple of things. Great tracks. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Road America. Uh, we did that. We did a super tour race. We did the uh, June sprints. Uh, that went, um, that was my second race. So it went probably about as you'd expect for your second race <laughs> right at the June sprints like in road June America sprints, right yeah. right um we ended up winning the championship that year with Rencraft Motorworks nice. um it was an incredible year and I think I definitely learned a lot what about the runoffs 
I, I love the ride. I, in the in the, the Formula Car magazine that I used to have on eformulacarnews.com, I used to love going to the runoffs, just focusing on all the open wheel categories. Um, how was your runoff experience? It's it's pretty intense, isn't it? You're only on track like once a day, and then you got to wait for that race on the weekend, and then you got to get it done. Yeah, some real valuable I learned was uh, making the most of every session. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we only got, I think I practiced on Saturday and Monday, and then qualifying happened Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and our race was Friday. Uh, so yeah, one session with 30 minutes on track. It was insane how, you know, it makes sense for an event to be that big. Uh, and it was just like, it was a great experience for me, especially racing on the indie road course of all places. Right. I know. For my first runoffs. It was a great class. We had 28 cars that whole weekend. Uh, it was really, really competitive. Let's talk. Uh, let's now jump forward to this year, 2022. You're taking a step up, which I love. You're coming into essentially the road to indie development program, USF Juniors, uh, with uh, IGY Motorsports. How much testing have you been able to get in? You know, we're still we're still five weeks away from the start of the season at, at Ozarks uh, International. What's um, how's testing been, and and how comfortable are you getting with the car? I'm sure the first couple of times you were just getting a feel for the Ligier. Yeah, I think um, the the uh Ligier car is something a, a completely different beast than what I'm used to uh this is also it's not my first time in a paddle shift car but it's been a few years since I ran the Lucas Oil car uh so technically should be easier but it is something completely different we've gotten tests at Homestead Miami and Atlanta Motorsports Park uh we've gotten great feedback through um our uh, manufacturer or our uh, partnership with VRD uh, helping out both the team and myself just with data and setup things like that. Um, looking forward to the barber test in a couple of days. Uh, we'll see how I fare against the rest of the field thus far. And I think we're going to get probably one more test in before Ozark. I like to hear that. And indeed, as you said, IGY Motorsports with Brandon Graham, a brand new team that uh, that Brandon's put together. He's been with a number of different organizations in both in the F4 paddock uh, coming over here, trying to put together and we'll be putting together a, a road to Indy program here in 2022 and beyond. But as you said, a, a technical alliance with uh, Velocity Racing Development, that's obviously a solid team. And I think that's probably a key thing. You're coming to a brand new team, but you have that ability to work with them you know, in the debrief room, whatever it may be, having that technical alliance, Jason, I think is something that's going to be key for you, right? To have more data, to be able to see a lot of the overlays of the drivers from VRD. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of car, a lot of drivers coming from the USF Ford Championship. Uh, people have got a lot of time in those cars. And so I think it at least give, gives me, you know, equal footing to be competitive in this, in this series. What are your goals for 2022? What's, what's, uh, you got, you got, Jason Pribble, this is what I'm doing. What are your expectations? You try to keep those expectations low. Is it all about learning, or you know, what 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 are you thinking? Uh, I always aim to dream big. Uh, <laughs> once like cold, it. you know, if your dreams aren't if if nobody's laughing, then your dreams aren't big enough. Uh, so, oh, I like you that. Know, just like anyone else in this series, my plan is to win this year. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into this a little bit later on. I'll ask a question, but let's 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 wrap before we go into some some, some fun questions. Um, let's talk about the road to Indy E series and that invitational. So we're running at worldwide technology raceway. You know, we invite a bunch of guys to come out. Sage Karam comes out. Uh, so does Connor Daly, James Davison. Uh, we had uh, Sage Karam, RC Enerson was out there as well. So you never know how it's kind of going to shake down. Right. Uh, it's the first couple of laps of, of the two, ra it's two races, doubleheader. 
everybody's together for the first however many laps. It's a 20-minute race. Finally, we get the, the, the wreck fest, and everybody settles down. But it ends up being you're in the fight with Trey Burke and Daly, <laughs> Enerson, Karam, and uh, and who else was it? Was it who uh, Lucas Mann. Lucas Mann. It was Lucas Mann in yeah. there as well. You guys are in this fight. Like, what was that? Like, how did that feel? Because you're in the fight with all these pro guys on the oval. It was fun to watch. You guys were awesome. Yeah, I can't lie. It was fun to be in as well. Um, <laughs> these guys, something I noticed, I had been in practice with them, and I was lapping with uh, Karim Davison and uh, Daly, I believe. And they definitely had a system going about them. They had experience on the oval. Yeah. The only other time I've really raced on an oval was at the um, past invitational. The uh, We ran Lucas Oil Raceway. Lucas That's right. Oil Raceway. <laughs> So that was the only other time I had really spent on mobile. I didn't have a great qualifying, but I managed to work my way up to the front. And uh, I just really wanted to, one, make sure I didn't crash, but uh, to just like learn how those guys drove and see if I could pick off of any mistakes that they, they had near the end of the race. Good for you, man. It was awesome to watch. You were right in there with the fight, you and Lucas and and uh, Trey. It was it was awesome to watch. All right, so here we go, folks. Uh, those of you tuning in, we do appreciate you listening to these editions of the podcast. Good opportunity to meet the future stars of the NTT IndyCar Series. We're talking with Jason Pribble, 16 years of age. He's going to run in the uh, USF Junior Series this year. This is the questions now. Getting to know Jason Pribble. Are you ready? <laughs> You're are you ready? You're worried about it. All right. What's your favorite racetrack? Let's start with that. Easy one. Um, oh, I, I wish it was an easy one. Uh, There's I'd lots, have to, aren't there? Yeah. I'd have yeah. to go through, I guess, for sprint Give me a tracks, top three. Give me a top, top three. three. I'll do, yeah. So for sprint tracks, um, my favorite ever track I've driven on is US Air in Shawano, Wisconsin. Oh, we're going go-kart racing. I meant car racing. I'm a go-kart oh. Dude, Shawano? Yeah. What a great racetrack. <laughs> that is an incredible track. It's a shame it eats up tires the way it does, but man, I wish I could go back. For there. those of you who don't, who are, who are car racing people, there's a go-kart track in Shawano, Wisconsin, a couple hours from Green Bay. I think it is to the, I think it's West of Green Bay yeah. and it has got elevation changes. This is one of the coolest racetracks in the country. We hardly ever go there anywhere. I think CKNA, Cup Carts North America went there or still, does still go there. What a great racetrack. Let's, let's stick yeah. with car tracks. What's your favorite <laughs> right. car track? Yeah. Most people are used to, um, I'd have to go number one is definitely Granton. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's my track you know, too. <laughs> it might beat up every single car, you know, even sports cars. It does it does a number <laughs> on them, but you, I, I just can't deny the fact that it is one of the most creative and one of the most technical tracks I've been on in carts. Uh, it's a shame I've only driven it in carts, but um, I've got plenty of experience on that track. It's a great uh, track, isn't it? Yeah, I've been racing there for 10 years, and it never never fails to excite me. The blind left-hand downhill oh, is amazing. It and is. Then, yeah. And I've, I've driven it in carts before. I drove it in a laydown 125 at one point, but then I also drove my Formula V and Formula First there. And the bowl, the left-hand bowl on the inside oh, is yeah. so tough. It's such an amazing track. I'm it really is. That. Yeah, it's, it's something crazy and unique. You don't see those tracks very often. All right, here's, um, your, sec- here's your second question. What other type of race car would you like to drive? So one of my dreams, uh, since I've been watching races at Road America, even before I was racing, uh, I always loved watching the Can-Ams go around the track. And right. one of my one of my biggest dreams in racing is to get myself into a Can-Am. Uh, you know, I just think they're incredible cars, and that's definitely one of the cars I want to be in soon. 
Yeah, we don't have anything like that anymore, do we? Those were absolute beasts yeah. back then. Yeah, it really was. Know. No rules. <laughs> so, all right. So, here's the we kind of touched on this sim racing. Uh, I know it's part of your training. How much a part of the training is it for you, and how much are you on your sim? Um, before testing, I'm usually on my sim for many hours. Uh, usually, kind of go one to two hours a day just lapping making sure i know the bumps and making sure i know tracks different breaking points you know we don't have the uh tatus f4 car unfortunately in a lot of the sims nowadays yeah. but um you know getting a layout of the track even lapping in a faster car will help me do uh better in something like the f4 i agree that's good all right fitness is a big part of being a driver these days what's your go-to exercise are you a weight guy are you hammering out the cardio what's uh how do you stay in shape to go racing i definitely steer clear of people that like cardio uh i'm i'm a weights guy <laughs> you're not going you're not going to go for a morning run is that what you're saying mm -mm. oh no i've tried i've tried uh i've given it my best but yeah i definitely like weights i've been training at uh uh, tactic sports performance for many years now uh, when I used to play hockey we were playing uh, we were going three times a week now I'm going three times a week you know putting in hour and a half of just constant weights you know at the end I might put in a little bit of cardio just because you're just because player. I have to you're but... a hockey player what position did you play uh, I was a goaltender um, I played okay how many goalies do we have in the road diddy this year <laughs> I was a goalie yeah you were a goalie. Noah Ping played semi-professional. And Colin Kaminsky played for his university team, I think. Huh. We got goalies all over the place here. This is, this is solid. We have our own team. We're going to have a lot of netminders. I like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Craig and we're Anderson. a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. We're a little crazy. The yeah. Goalies, goalies, you got to be a little a little crazy. You can't be sane to stand in front of a puck like that. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> pucks and cold hurt. <laughs> right oh yeah but listen let's let's be real another a lot of guys have done that downhill skiing and goaltending a lot of hand-eye coordination which i think plays over to being a race car driver yeah absolutely i think a lot of the the same training that you see uh you know like those light drills and things yeah. like that you know the tennis balls you see f1 drivers on the grid when they've got their trainer holding the tennis ball and they catch it things like that are the exact same things that go into goalie training right before a game uh, there you so go. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of reaction, and a lot of uh, hand-eye coordination. All right, let's have some fun here. You talk about the fact you didn't like cardio, so I'll be interested to hear what happens here. So we're going to go food now. I'm a food guy, okay? So here's the, here's the scenario. You're on a road trip to the race. You got the crew, whatever. You guys are road tripping down the road. You're pulling off the interstate for lunch or dinner. What's the go-to fast food stop? Fast food, and what are you getting? Uh, if I had to go with fast food, uh, I'm always a Nuggets guy. I, Are yeah, I, Are I can't you a Chick -fil -A really Chick-fil-A Nuggets guy or a McDonald's Nuggets guy. Both have their time and place. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Chick-fil-A is more of a delicacy, uh, right. something I'd take home and eat. So I think McDonald's definitely fits the, uh, the category of road trip fast food. Cause a bunch of guys we had on before you, Jason gave me the BS lineup. They want to go to Chipotle and I'm like, yes, I love Chipotle too, but it's not really a fast food deal, right? It's fast casual. You have to sit down yeah. and eat it there to a certain yeah. extent. Right. I shouldn't say you have to be able to eat it while you're driving. Um, okay, so I get this argument a lot because I'm a, I'm a burger guy too. So what's the best fast food or restaurant burger? Are you a burger guy? I am a burger guy, but I generally don't eat um, fast food burgers. I will say because I am a Midwest. What? Yeah, 
That's just a crap usually. Like McDonald's. What? Yeah, so you're a yeah. Midwesterner. Where are you going? Oh, okay. So as a Midwesterner, I have to pick Culver's every <sighs> single time. It's just they they do it right. Um, now listen, they've got so many. Don't options. hate me. I've never been to Culver's. Really? And I need to go. I've talked about oh, it. I think man. when we go to Road America, we're gonna yeah. roll up through. From, we'll fly into Chicago probably or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go to Culver's. We've never. I yeah, well, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. All right. So there's one for Culver's from Jason <laughs> Pribble. Uh, let's go into pizza right now. Are you a thin crust, regular, or a thick style like a new, like a Chicago deep dish guy? Well, I I did grow up in Chicago, so uh-huh. um yeah, I I do like my deep dish. Um, okay. but I am more of a, uh, a thick crust, you know, nice doughy it right before, I don't know, a hockey game, like <laughs> the day before a hockey game, you got a carbo load, carbo load. things like that. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of those, those good hearty pizzas. All right. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no. <sighs> you know, I used to like it. And uh, I kind of look back, and it's one of those things where you look back on your past self, and you really just don't like what you see. Yeah. <laughs> You're ashamed of it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I'm not a pine- pineapple and pizza guy. That's so funny. All right, last last one for the topic of food. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Yeah, this is the hardest question I've gotten all day. Um, you, you give me a couple of seconds. Let me, because I, you, I got your bio here. I was looking at your bio and it said something about the fact that you like spaghettios. Did I read that somewhere? Yeah, yeah, my uh, guilty pleasure food. Your guilty pleasure food. Listen, yeah. I, you know what? I, 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 I can't slam you on that because remember we were all kids eating that, right? Spaghettios coming yeah. home and having that. I love that. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what you I'm also making... said, hey, hold on. You also said your favorite restaurant is Waffle House. Yeah. Oh, tell yeah. me on that one. Good for you. I yeah. love Waffle oh, yeah. House. Every time I go to the south um, for racing and things like that, I always make a point to stop at the Waffle House. Yes. How do you have your hash browns? I, I'm a grits kind of guy. Oh, are you really? Yeah. You're going deep south. Good for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So again, what's what's the food? What what foods you get? What's your go-to food if you had to pick one food? If I had to pick one food, I am gonna go with the burger. Go Uh, with the burger. I'm gonna go with the burger. There's there's just they're very versatile. You can do a lot with them. You can put a lot of things on them. You know, they're, (laughs) they're not healthy, but they have a lot in them. That's true. There's a lot, a lot to be said for that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Away from racing. What's your favorite way to spend a day? If you had a day off away from racing, what what do you do? Um, I usually will probably spend my time either sleeping or (laughs) uh, playing on my computer. I'm not, uh, aside from racing, there's not all that much I do, <laughs> you know. So along, always... with the, along with the no cardio, you're not going for a hike or anything like that, is what you're saying. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I would do something like that. I like the outdoors, but I can open my window just fine. <laughs> well well done. All right, last but not least, you say you like to stay inside. Uh, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, obviously big things right now. Are you streaming anything? Is, is there a favorite show you have on the streaming networks? Do you binge watch anything? binge watching anything usually when i'm watching something it'll be probably like a uh you know 24 episode show something like that i'm not i i when i watch those shows i will finish it in a weekend no doubt you go on but i'm definitely a netflix guy all right all right well listen man that's it we're done with the questions jason pribble well done man i feel like i i feel like i know you i feel like i want to go to a hockey game with you smash (laughs) down a couple of really good burgers and definitely not go for a walk i'm all for the (laughs) 
Oh yeah, I like the sound of all three of those things. That sounds good. All right, listen, this was obviously we're doing this to let people know who you are. If they want to follow you here on your first uh, year with the with the Road to Indy program in our development series, which is USF Juniors, how do they follow you? Where are you on social media? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Where are you? Do you have a website? Let everybody find out where they can follow Jason Pribble. Yeah, so we're on basically everywhere, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all under the name of Jason Pribble Autosports. And then I have my own personal account, Racing Jason Pribble, a nickname given to me by Dave McIntyre a couple yes! of years ago. Dave McIntyre, um, the man. I love the man. Um, and uh, sorry, and then on YouTube, we have uh, Jason Pribble Autosports as well. We post a lot of videos there. Nice. That's awesome. We'll share that out too. What about uh, what about sponsors? It takes a lot to do this right now. I'll give you an opportunity to kind of thank some of your sponsors or anybody else that helps you. I know your dad's big in what you do. Let's give, give the chance to kind of give some props for you being able to do what you're going to do this year. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to our sponsors, um, you know, obviously my dad is one of the biggest ones as just um, uh, he, he supports me through everything, right? Um, this year we have... Um, Sorry, give me a second here. That's all right. I got to pull it up. <laughs> Trust me. Listen, of all the interviews I do, normally somebody will have their racing suit on, and they're literally like looking at the patches on their suit, or if the car is there, they're looking <laughs> at the car to kind of figure out who they have to mention. There's a that lot. That is a good idea. Right? It's in the laundry, unfortunately. You got to have that laundry list, man, especially when you're doing, when you're yeah. doing all these iRacing. You have to list it alongside the computer. That way, <laughs> that way you can. And well, listen. Listen, this is what the road identity is all about. We're going to practice oh, yeah. it this year, bud. We're gonna, I'm going to get a camera in your face, and uh, we're going to practice it. Yeah, the media training coming up. That's it. All right. Got well, I got a list right here. We got uh, for this year's Stardust Memorials. They've been with us since uh, Kid Carts way nice. back in the day. CNM Autosport or CN sorry, CNM Auto Service uh, has been with us for just as long. They helped weld my Kid Cart back together when I broke it a few times. <laughs> nice. Uh, TriStar Racewear, that's where I get my suit from right now. Uh, they've been with us for the, uh, the past year. I've been a representative of them. Worldbridge Partners, one of our newest sponsors, uh, joined us last year. Also happens to be my old football coach. And uh, he's been great just like morally and uh, helping us financially. Uh, we have GoPro, Skull Candy, Slick Products, and OGO have been with us for a few years now. We use their products for, you know, um, obviously pre-race prep, you know, getting in the zone, uh, bringing all of our gear and things like that. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Nailed it out. Let me ask you one more question before we shut down. You, are you, are you going to run the cart th carts throughout the year still as well? Uh, so we have a plan to run a little bit of road racing and we yep. also have just a bit of a hope, uh, to get a 125 shifter, Ooh. uh, spend basically every other weekend we can on sprint tracks, getting, turning laps maybe spend some time in shifter pro uh on in road racing if they allow me that's um, that's a that's a really you know a lot of guys have done that right you get behind the wheel of a shifter it's, it's cheap experience it's, and it's hardcore for for fitness the fitness side of it the strength side of it but just that whole just the whole um the mind connection too right to be able to speed things up because shifter carts are, are a busy ride for sure oh yeah yeah i haven't spent much time in anything quicker than an animal on the sprint track yep uh, I think I've gotten a couple laps in a Yamaha, a couple laps in a Rotex here and there, but uh, a shifter is definitely one of those things. You know, you want to get down while driving. You want to get down like being able to do a bunch of things at once, and that's something the shifter captures a lot. 
So if you're a carter out there right now with an older shifter sitting in the garage and you want to maybe jump on board Jason's program, make sure to drop him a line. Get him on social, drop him a DM, because uh, get him in behind the wheel. Let's see what he does in the shifter. I'd love to be able to find out for ecardinews.com how he does as well. Well, Jason, listen, man, I appreciate you taking the time out just over half an hour. Uh, excited for you to come and join us in USF Juniors. It's going to be a, a really solid year. And, of course, back on the track, as you said, Barber Motorsports Park for spring training next week on the Tuesday. At that point, about a month away, right? And we go racing at Ozarks and then right back out of the next weekend at Barber Motorsports Park. We're going to throw you in the deep end, and we did today as well. Thank you very much, bud. You did good. Absolutely. Thank you. There he is, folks. Jason Pribble, who will run for uh, IGY Motorsports. Brand new team with Brandon Graham this year. Technical alliance with Velocity Racing Development. Definitely a young driver to watch. Uh, 16 years of age at a Glenville, uh, Glenview, Illinois. Coming out of the Enduro Karting Ranks, which I think is a, such a unique a career path for this young driver. Stay tuned to watch for him. Lots more episodes coming here on the Road to Indy Insider. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.